Hi, and welcome to the first episode of What's the Bible Say? Today, I just want to talk about a topic that, you know, not a lot of people talk about. It's it's no fun. This is a, one of those no fun sort of podcast topics and also a conversational topic. It's It's one that requires a lot of heavy lifting on the part of the hearer. Um, and really is heavy to the speaker. And, you know, I don't mean to say that it's going to be hard for you to hear me talk about this topic. What I'm saying is in conversation, uh, this topic is, it's, it's, it's difficult. And that topic, of course, you already know, is uh, the topic of sadness, depression. And uh, just generally not feeling great. I mean, in a world that we live in, you know, on social media, you have people living their best lives on vacation, which seems like constantly. I mean, and I'm not saying just people you know, but you can look, uh, you know, on social media. People just, you know, naturally putting their best foot forward and celebrating. But, you know... For a lot of people, that isn't reality. It doesn't reflect even opportunity uh, of their own reality. And that can be, you know, upsetting. It can be a cause, I suppose, of uh, feeling inferior, feeling depressed, feeling sad, feeling anxious about when is my ship coming in, you know, uh, when am I going to have uh, moments like I see in front of me? And, uh, you know, you got all these motivational quotes like, uh, you're only confined by the walls if you build for yourself. And are you living your life or the life you've been told to live? You know, things like that, you know, really can, really can set you. Uh, to just spiral out when you already don't feel great about your life. You're having a hard day or you just, you know, you're worn out, you know, burned up. And, uh, you know, they say, I've heard people say, you know, um, if you work hard, you can achieve your dreams. You know, that's one saying. And it's like, you know. It's true. Working hard is good. And I've seen people work hard to achieve great things. On the other side of that coin, I've also seen people work very hard their whole lives and, you know, just maintain and, and not do amazing things, but to sort of just live life. You know, it's hard work. You know, they don't get to uh you know live this best life lie that uh, is, is told but you know at the end of the day i suppose the best life is doing your best and having a modicum of happiness and joy in that life so uh, i think that what i'm saying here is you know your best life can't necessarily be measured by the same measure other people measure it by so just trying to thoroughly cover that topic before I get into, you know, well, what's the Bible say? 
And, um, you know, some, some people will say it's a sin to be sad. You know, it's, it's wrong if you're a Christian, uh, or if you have faith in God to be sad, you know, uh, or depressed. And that's, that's unfortunate, you know, because I think it's just a cop out and people don't want to deal with it. They don't want to, or have the empathy and ability to, you know, recognize it and maybe help out. Not to say that, you know, you can spend your whole life and trying to talk someone up who's just down, you know. But that's why I'm doing this podcast, to give you some ideas about what does the Bible say about being sad. I don't think it's a sin, um, you know, um, being depressed. Or you can, it can be seasonal, you know, with the weather, with the sun cycles. It can be uh, after an event in life. It can be after, you know... Uh, a period of time in life that has you just tired and then there's you know clinical depression where you just depressed your whole life uh like i said it can be temporary um it can just be a part of your character you know um but what do we do if we're a christian and we're sad and we're depressed and we're looking around and you know perhaps you have a a, a cloud of just, you know, uh, super ambitious Christians around, you know. Um, it's not like we're all supposed to be on the same exact level as far as uh, character excitement, <laughs> you know. Some people are very uh, charismatic and others are, you know, very, uh, you know, outgoing. And then you have, you know, Perhaps little old me, you know, you might feel that way. Little old me. And uh, you're wondering, you know, where am I going wrong? You know, I should have all this joy and all this energy and spunk and spark. And I just don't. Or, you know, I had it. Now I don't. Or, you know, I, I want to get to that point. But just know that, you know, God loves you as you are. And, you know, the truth is. You may. Ooh, you may shift and wane. You may ebb and flow. And that's okay. Um, I just want to let you know what the Bible says. So, what does the Bible say? The Bible says here, let's read you a few verses. Psalm 34, 17 and 18. It says here, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. 1 Peter 5.7 Casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Matthew 11, 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for good 
and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. That's a good one, I think, about that, because, you know, I think about the times where I'm trying to figure things out. Try like I have a really strong uh, bent towards trying to fit all the pieces of the puzzle together, and you know worry about making the right decision. But the truth is, you know, your brain thinks and your heart feels, and your brain just thinks about everything. And the truth is. Your brain thinks that it can think its way out. You can figure your way out of everything, but you know, in the big scheme of things, you know, we don't see the whole picture, and we could never understand everything. You know, and that's why it's important to uh, look to God, who loves you and cares for you, and uh, trust that He will help you out. That He will. Guide your decision, and sometimes you're, you know, not necessarily stuck in a place where you need to make the right decision. You just need to make a decision, and just trust that, you know, God has your best interest in heart because He cares for you. Uh, David said, "I don't know if it's David here, but you know, not all the Psalms are written by David, so he just gets all the credit." <laughs> Psalm one forty three seven through eight. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Hide not your face from me, lest I be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear in the morning of your steadfast love, for in you I trust. Make me know the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Psalm thirty verse five. God's anger is just a moment, and His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Philippians four six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What that's saying there is, you know, you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, and you're just like on edge. You know, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Pray about it. Pray for others, and be grateful, and let let God know what you would be anxious about, what is troubling you about the future. And then it says here in seven, and the peace of God. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it's you can't even explain it.、Uh, it'll guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So, if you're anxious, don't spend time worrying. Worrying is like paying on a bill that you don't even know. You know, it's you know, you worrying doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It's an emotional state. You know, it's telling you here. You know how to get yourself out of that 
It's like a jujitsu move, you know, a counter. How do you, how do you get out of when I'm in this hold about being anxious and upset? How do I, how do I get myself out of that? You know, if I'm wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against other things, what is the move? It says right here, uh, prayer, supplicate, and be grateful, and let your request be made known to God. Pray. Ask us to pray for you. Pray for others. And let God's peace, which is greater than anything you could describe, let it guard your heart. Uh, let's see here. Proverbs says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. What's a good word? Let me go back here. I'll tell you a good word. Isaiah 41 and 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Let's see. What does the Bible say about it? May the God, this is in Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. With all joy and peace in believing. So that by the power of the Holy Spirit... You may abound in hope. Isn't that beautiful? That's good. That's a blessing. May the God of hope. He's saying, let this happen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all peace in believing. So, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can have great hope. So let God fill you with joy fill you with peace reach out to god all by yourself in that room pour out your heart to god and let him fill you with his love let's see here psalm 139 1 through 24. let's check that one out okay this is a long one i don't think i'm gonna read all that on the pod but Maybe I will. This is called Search Me, O God, and Know My Heart. 139. Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit up. You, let me start over. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you're acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high. I can't attain it. Where should I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the furthest parts of the sea, even there, your hand will lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. For darkness is as light to you. You formed my inward parts. 
and I just want to pause right there. You know, the inward parts. I don't think that he's just talking about the physical things going on in your liver and your heart and your lungs. Although it's not untrue, but go deeper, go further in the heart, the seat of emotion, the courage in your stomach. You know, these these supernatural parts that make you you. God knows your inward parts. God knows the innermost action that's going on in in you as a person. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven. Woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them, and that's pretty heavy. There, you know, if you think about what that is saying, thirteen through sixteen. I mean, David is talking about. How that God knows your soul. God knows your soul. You know when God sees the unformed parts of us, and He says, "In God's book was written all the days before there was even one." Verse 17: How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they're more than the sand. I awake, and I'm still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God! Oh, men of blood, depart from me! They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I counted them my enemies. So nineteen through twenty-two, you see a little bit of the uh, isolation from perhaps those who weren't able to hear that God is good and that God cares for them. You know, and 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 he's commenting here how you know the people around me aren't like me. You know, the people around me are maybe possibly eager to be overly brave, overly strong, overly ready to uh, to be violent. You know, and David's saying, "God, I got my eyes on you." And in verse twenty-three, search me, O God, and know. My heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So that's a beautiful psalm. There, search me, O God, and know my heart. You know God's、uh, amazing, amazing way of bringing us into this world, and、uh, you know. Forming that which can't be seen,、uh, 
into that which can be seen and giving us a lifetime and and God's interested in us the God who made the eye shall he not see the God who made the hearing ear shall he not hear of course he will and we should just uh, know that God is for us just keep your eyes on him when you're feeling upset pour out your heart to him like David did in that psalm there uh, sadness lamentations you know lamentations 322 through 26 the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they're new every morning great is your faithfulness the Lord is my portion says my soul therefore I will hope in him that's important because here we see in Lamentations we're talking about how the soul cries out for God you know uh, Jesus said that man should not live by bread alone meaning simply that you know here in this physical state you know the world appears very matter of fact A plus B equals C you know you need water, you need food, you need clothes, you need shelter. But here in Lamentations 3.24, we're seeing that the soul is crying out. The Lord, I need the Lord. Uh, therefore, hope in the Lord. 25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Well, in any case, these are just a few uh, verses I wanted to share with you today about what the Bible says about depression and sadness. It's not an atypical state of being. It's not something to be ashamed of necessarily. And, you know, you may find that you need to just go to the Lord alone and just pour out your heart to him knowing that he cares for you knowing that he would hear from you knowing that God is curious for you to speak to him and to ask of him what you would and to let him know and just I want to point that verse one more time the one that just really spoke to me that's isaiah 41 10 fear not for i am with you be not dismayed for i'm your god i will strengthen you i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous hands so be encouraged today lift up your hearts to god and let him get you through and if you need to talk to someone talk to someone and of course, talk to the Lord. He's there for you. All right. Well, take care and we'll check back with you in the next. Bye.